Welcome to the Leadership Lab podcast, where we're developing the heart and soul of leaders. My name is Jeremiah. And I'm Bianca. And today I'm so excited about the conversation that we're going to have. So we're going to jump right in with our special guest. Let's go. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Leadership Lab podcast. I'm so excited because here today... You guys are just not ready. You are just not even ready because here today we have our Next Steps pastor and she does all the things. I mean, she oversees multiple dream teams. You lead the growth track. You're all over the place. You create systems. You help people on the website, figure out the app. I mean, I'm not going to be able to list everything. This is not an exhaustive list. But today, please help me welcome Tidra DeAlba. Thank you so much for being on this episode. Well, thank you for asking me. It's a privilege to be here, so I appreciate it. I think you need to get a notebook because she's going to drop some truth bombs and you're going to have to pause it and be like, 10-second rewind. Say that again, Tidra, today. So I've got some questions, and we're going to pick your brain. Okay. We're going to hear your heart. We're going to develop in this lab today on leadership. She is a leadership guru, but she's so unassuming. She's humble in heart. And because of that, that's why you're a great leader. So we're going to pick your brain today. So let's start off. Let's just start off with some of, one of the harder su- subjects is failure. Okay. If you're a leader, you're part of a dream team, whether you're leading the dream team, you're part of the dream team or thinking about being a part of a dream team, we all deal with failure. So how, how do you embrace failure? How do you like, I feel like that's the first hurdle that we need to cover. Sure. Um, I think for sure, just go into it knowing you're going to fail. That's good. Like, it's going to happen. That's mm-hmm. just what happens. You Do you can, fail? Do you fail? Every day, <laughs> multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we get down to the heart of it, sometimes I'm just so overwhelmed. I feed my kids ice cream for breakfast. Hey, okay? can I get can so I get like, a high five? I just, I, like, it, it happens, and, I'm so glad know? I'm not crazy, Tidra. So you're saying I'm not a bad mom if my kids eat Cheez-Its for dinner. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> We have to ask a professional. I, I don't know, but sometimes that's what happens in my house. Um, but, you know, just back to failure, that, that that's just something that's going to happen regardless of how good you are, how much you study, how much whatever. It doesn't Say matter. That. There's going to be something that's going to happen that's like the weather changed and then everything was ruined, you know. Mm. So you just kind of have to know that you're going to fail and that's part of the process. Yes, um, yes. But failure doesn't define you. Yeah. You know, that, that you're learning. I don't care how many mm. times you do something like – when I create a process for something, I mean, we can do it 10 times, but I'm still going to be like, oh, that didn't work quite like I wanted it to. We're going to, we're just going to change that a little bit next time and mm. see if that works better. How are people feeling? Is this, is this, is this flowing the right way? So you don't have to get caught up on the failure because, you know, you're going to learn every single time you do it and you're going to mm. get better every single time. Um, That's so good. I mean, so that... As long as you view it as, okay, I learned that little tweak from this one. It wasn't Mm -hmm. perfect Mm -hmm. because the process is never really perfect. Never. No system, right? Never. Why is it not perfect? Why why can you never perfect it? Because you can't achieve perfection. And also, like, your idea of perfection is going to be different from mine. Ooh, it's It's, a moving target. It's the eye of the beholder. Yes. It's going to differ for different people. Well, I like that. This was more natural. Well, I like it this because it's not natural. You Mm. know, like, it doesn't matter. So it, it's going to differ for every person. Unfortunately for me, I'm, I have the kind of personality where I'm just going to overanalyze everything an, anyway. Mm. I'm going to be like, oh, 
this, ugh, I didn't like the way this came out. I didn't like this way. I'm my own worst critic. But mm-hmm. I, I, I try to use it to my advantage. I try not yes. to be offended when people point out, hey, there was a typo on this. There was, you know, just right, whatever. Right, right. It's like, yeah. oh, good. Because what that does is it alerts you. The trouble alerts you to mm. what's not working in the system. And, That's good. And you're not trying to get it perfect out the gate. You're just trying to get it better every single time. That's good. That's good. So as long as there's improvement, even if there was failure. Yes. You moved the needle forward. Definitely. It's and a learning process. It's a learning process. I love this because you're demystifying like, oh, you've got to get it all right on the first try. Definitely that not. is not reality. And don't so put that pressure you. on yourself or somebody else. Come you know, now. if they're trying to, if they're like, I don't know if I can do it. It's like, that was awful. How could you do it that way? <laughs> didn't you know? No, I didn't because I've never done it before. Right. Yeah. Right, that's good. That's okay. Don't put the pressure on that person either. Just mm. assume this is probably not going to be everything we wanted it to be. Mm. But it'll be better next time. That's it. I mean, that's that's a good goal. Like, I, I can do that. I can work with that. If if perfection and these expectations, like this is beyond leadership. We are, inherit these expectations of ourselves. Sure. I don't. It's an it's an invisible enemy that we don't even know we're fighting. I don't know if it's a woman thing. I mean, Hayden's behind the camera is like, I don't know if this is a man thing. But I know for sure there are times where I'm completely overwhelmed in life, not just as a pastor, as a mom or a wife. Like, life itself is hard. And I'll go to Jeremiah and I'll start crying, you know, throwing the pity party. I'm like, I'm writing the invitations. I'm sending them out and I'm attending this pity party. And I'm like, woe is me. I can't do all of this. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so overworked. And he'll stop me, unemotional, by the way, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the emotional one in the relationship. And he'll say, why are you, why are you doing that? Why, are, why do you have this expectation on your to-do list? Yeah. Because it needs to be done. He's like, but why do you have to be the one that does it? Like, God didn't tell you to do that. I didn't, I, you, me and the kids don't expect you to do that. Why do you feel the house needs to look like that? And I just let me go in my corner right now and repent because it's true. And I need those voices in my life that say, you don't have to be perfect. You're not going to be perfect. You might as well just throw that out the window. So if you're a dream team leader, I hope you're listening. This is beyond just your dream team. This is hopefully going to be helpful to your marriage and your household and the sanity of your kids and even how you teach your kids. You know, it's, I honestly feel like, man, that was, that was life changing. So thank you. Thank you for saying that because now we have the freedom Yes. To do it imperfectly. Yes. That's great. Thank you. That's awesome. Okay. So now we're moving from failure to now actually achieving success because we want to be successful. Yes. We don't want to just be aimless in Mm -hmm. our intentions and our actions. I know for you, you are, you are so productive as an individual. Like you do so much. You run circles around people. Like you probably don't feel like that, but I, I feel like that when I look at you as a leader and that's the truth though. You really do like teachers checking off 20 things while one person's doing one. This is not saying that they're not as good. I've just respect your efficiency. Can I I tell you? Tell me. The real truth behind that though. Okay. Okay. This is what happens. I, Overprocess and I overanalyze and and I'll study stuff and I'll see stuff and I'm like investigating other people's stuff you know and I'm thinking about it and I'm overly thinking about it I write stuff down uh, and don't look at it for a long time and then one day maybe two days out of the month I can just look at something and be like oh yeah that's what I want to do boom 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 and I'll get mm. all twenty of it done in one day and then the cycle starts all over again it's like oh, mm. I don't know. 
Now let me think about it. Let me overthinkly think about it. Mm. Let me, mm, I don't know if this is going to work. Oh, now I'm depressed. Oh, wait. I think this could happen. Oh, oh, yeah. You know what? Yep. It's just the way it goes. Wow. So. But, I mean, see, even just the 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 back end, the private end, that no one else gets to see. We see the Tidra on Sunday during the week in small group, you know, leading the things. But that's just a fruit of all the hard work and unseen things that are behind the scenes. So I think that's an encouragement to all of us. Like if you feel like you're hustling and you're doing all the things and you're like, no one sees me or appreciates me, all the things that I do and you're throwing yourself a pity party. No, like welcome to the club. That's part of the club of leadership. You're going to do the things and you're going to struggle, but you got it. You got to do the work. You're not going to be able to achieve anything. Okay. So we didn't even get to the question. So tell us, how do you measure success? How, because ministry is different. It's not corporate America where you can slide a report across the table with numbers and dollars. How do you measure and how can we measure success for our different areas of ministry? It's a great question. So, um, we, if you serve in ministry, like, you don't get the privilege of being like, oh, I completed something. Something is finished. I can be proud of my mm. finished product that I did. You're telling me it never ends. No, it never ends. So, <laughs> like, like it's just let's take an example of Serve Day. You know, it's a big project that the church takes on. We get to come together. We're going to knock out projects to fix in the church. We're going to go out in the community. We're going to bless people. So many people are going to come to it. Our church is going to feel unified around that. Mm. Oh, man, it was such a great time. It, new people were meeting people who've been in the church for a long time and they're making friendships and oh man, it's a great Mm. feeling. And you go home and you're feeling accomplished and you ride this momentum train till the next Sunday when people are still talking about it. And then like the next week you wake up and you're like, well, that was nice. Mm. Next. Mm. Like we gotta, gotta go on. We gotta keep producing things like that. Mm. That's, that's how it works. And so sometimes you can get into this, like it's never going to be done. I'm never, I'm not going to, I'm never going to finish this. It's never going to be right. It's never going to be this, you know? So instead of looking at it like that, you have to create a scoreboard that's going to work for you. So you can figure out like what matters most, like what are, what is the target that we're trying to hit here? Mm -hmm. And is it small incremental changes and, and wins and Mm -hmm. things like that. So that's the kind of thing that you got to you got to look at, you got to focus on that scoreboard. That's good. And so it'll look different for each area of ministry then. Definitely. Definitely. Like what you're trying to accomplish in the cafe may look very different than what you're trying to accomplish in kids ministry. Definitely. And so that's, that's something that as leaders, I believe God will give each specific leader the exact wisdom, the strategies, the, the ability, the fire and the vision to share and communicate. But that leader does need to take that time between she or he in the Lord and surround themselves, you know, there's wisdom in the the counsel of many, you know, surround themselves with people. That, that's something we, I think that is a practical tip for all of us. If you want to grow, just surround yourself with people that are just killing it in other areas. And, and I love that about you because you, you seriously utilize uh, the people that God has blessed you with and allow them to use their giftings and they're fulfilled and, and you get to achieve success in the ministry. I mean, this is, and we're not, the numbers aren't at stake. Dollars aren't at stake. Like souls are at stake. Yes. That's much higher. It's way it's much higher. Souls. Yes. And you know, if you ever get to meet Tidra or meet this woman, it, you really don't, it, it takes very little time before you see her tear up or talk about lost people. Like it's, just, and, or just even the dream teamers themselves. She genuinely loves people so much and it shines through in your leadership. And that's why she does what she does. So as leaders, it's important that we know our why and know the motives because 
that's what, I mean, I know you're exhausted. You're a woman. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you're a wife, you have some kids, and you work full time. I know you're exhausted. And we're all homeschooling at this point. And we're all so. homeschooling. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're our teacher as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's add that. And, you know, and you're a pastor. Okay, so, wow, I know you're exhausted because I know what only one piece of that requires, uh, basically all of you. So you're, you're a pie that's getting cut up and shared, but I know the reason why you keep going and not throw your hands up. I'm sure you want to throw your hands up, as we all do. Like, for, forget this, man. This, You know what I mean? But we don't. We get up again, and we go after it, and it's because you love people. And I love that about you. And that's why, I, I mean, I still remember one of your sermons because you were, like, talking about people, and you are like, have you met people? And I, like, yes. died laughing because it's true. Yeah. I mean, as much as we love people, people are also people. Yes. They can't get away from their peopleiness. But then I have to remember Jesus said, hey, Bianca, you're people too. Right. Look at your log. Look at your log. Stop trying to take care of a speck. Uh, And so that love, I I really think that that'll help us. If we just keep asking God to give us that supernatural love for people, we'll push past all of the pain and the inconveniences and even the rudeness. I'm sure you've experienced some rudeness in your day and time. And I've probably given some off. I just know. See, you're so humble. I know that. You're ri- so. Can we all just agree that we all are rude sometimes? Can we all just agree that people will be rude to us as well? We gotta. We have to have a mental toughness about us. We have to have thick skin. I, I remember uh, when I was in ministry school, the pastor's wife always said, you have to have a soft heart and thick skin because that's ministry. If you don't, you're going to get torn apart. You're going to be depressed your whole entire ministry career. You're not going to have the joy of the Lord. You're not going to be able to accomplish things. She said, you need to have feathers like a duck. The water just rolls off their back. Mm-hmm. And we've got to learn to be people that just let the water roll off our back more. There's t- this is an offended society. I'm getting into some controversial stuff. But aren't we? People sure. get offended about everything. Sure. People are like, I'm offended about how you put my Starbucks cup down. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to cancel you. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I just love your mentality. Like, just assume that you're rude. Then you won't be so offended. I mean, you got to assume there's a reason that someone is doing that or being like that. And you don't know what that is. You, you don't. You got to peel back the layers sometimes. You don't have time to do that with everybody. But right. I, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, they, yes. you didn't intend for that to be like that. So I'm just going to assume you didn't. Mm. I'm going to. Try to move on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I cry a while, but that's two so, weeks from now, I'll be over it for sure. It, it might take us some time, but that, that's once again, emotional strength that the Lord will develop in us. But I love that. I love that question. This is like a side. This is like off of our notes because I, I want to dig deeper here. Say, for instance, that person is rude to you, whether it's in church or maybe you're going through the drive-thru and the Starbucks person has just got a scowl or says something, you got to assume they're probably going through something. Yeah. And as spiritual leaders... We won't get to that place because God wants to heal them. Sure. God wants to offer them hope. But if we just stay offended, we're not going to be able to deliver that hope and goodness to them if all we saw was that rude comment. Yeah. And I love your heart to say, what if they're dealing with something deeper? What if I'm the person? And like you said, you can't do that with everyone. Like there are times, like I try to be open and say, God, if I go in this grocery store, if there's someone I need to minister to, please let me be. But there are just reality moments where I just need to go get the eggs and come out. Okay. I don't have time for five conversations. So 
I love that you have that heart because if we go into our world, because we're called to go into the world, mm-hmm. that you can ask those questions. So that's brilliant. Okay, I, I want to go to this um, next question because I think this is really important, is how can you help people overcome their fears and their insecurities? You know, how do you, how do you help people with their the, to have the confidence? Because a lot of people would consider that I'm not necessarily a leader. They're the leaders. Sure. So how would you speak to that? Sure. Um, I, I think sometimes when you're talking to people, you, you just have to, you have to be a real person yourself. Mm. And because I think I find that every time that I'm open with someone and I say, hey, you know what? I didn't think I was good enough to do this either. Mm. You can kind of like see like the weight come off of them a little bit. And it's like, mm. oh, so no one feels secure. Mm. No one feels like they're good enough. Like, oh, I didn't know that that was a secret to me. I just assumed people who were successful or who did this or who did that, like they just woke up that way, you know, and, mm. and, and that's not true. It's not it true. takes development and it takes time. And, and sometimes uh, you put a brave smile on your face mm. and you're like, I got this. I'm so glad you can't see what I look like <laughs> 10 minutes before I got here today. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. That's good. Um, but usually when when I, I talk to people, you know, you just say, hey, uh, I see that you're really good at this. I, I've watched how you act with people like this. You know, mm. I think you would be really good at this. You, mm. you encourage them and kind of plant the idea. Sometimes it's an idea that you plant mm. and, you know, Maybe it's weeks or months later, and sometimes it's instantaneous. They've just been mm. like, I've just been waiting for somebody to ask me to jump in and, wow. and get involved. Yeah. People like the personal touch, you know, like you can announce from the stage, hey, we really need people over here to do this or this yeah. or that, and they're just going to be like, oh, they were talking to mm. those people, you know, not, not to me. Right, you right. Know, it's like, no, it was you. We want anybody. <laughs> right. Like, anybody. <laughs> anybody, can do this. please. Anybody. And so uh, that's, that's, uh, that's how I would do it. And we, we have growth track here at Living Water. Yeah. So it, it's a system. It's a process to help take people through like, hey, this is the vision and mission of the church. Right. Do you line up with this? Do you want to be a part of this? Uh, hey, mm. here's, here's let's let's discover your personality. Let's mm. discover the gifts that God has given you. Anywhere you see around the place that you want to serve and be a part of, awesome, let's do that. You, mm. you don't like it six months from now? Let's try something else. Maybe God, That's good. you know, has gifted you for something else. Don't be afraid of the process. Definitely don't be like, oh, I started this team but now i don't know how to tell them like mm, i don't want to do it that's I'm just good. gonna leave the church because oh, i don't want to have that conversation because like somebody might be sad wow you know? let's let's hone in on that i think that's really good for our dream teamers to hear the leaders is when people are on the onboarding process of if you need leaders sure. maybe softening their because com- people are non-committal sure they, they are. I'm, I deal with that. I deal with that. And I feel like I'm a pretty committal person. But people grow when they make spiritual commitments. We've said that for years. But people are like, I, I can't promise you a year. Right. So it, I loved what you said is maybe just telling them up front, hey, try this out for one month. Let's let's put you on the schedule for one month or whatever, whatever, because I'm, I'm sure each ministry is going to differ on like the actual scheduling time and logistics man, I think so many more people would be like, oh, I could give you a month. I could do that. Yeah, I could do that. I, or I could give I you every really other month. It. I might really love it. Yeah. I love that. And and like you said, the personal question always is way more powerful and effective than the general, you know, announcement from the stage. So I want to, because I'm speaking to dream team leaders right now, because right now in the church, we're hurting 
to get people on teams. There's just not enough people coming to church or if they are coming to church, not everybody is necessarily joining a dream team, helping serve. So we've got a lot of the same people doing the work every week. First of all, thank you. If you're a dream team leader, thank you. We just had our dream team party. You led that. It was so much fun. And it's our opportunity to say thank you. It's not a big enough thank you. Never. It's never enough. It's never enough. never enough. We could say thank you all day, every yes. day for 24-7 to you because we know you're you're giving your time, your resources, and you're not getting paid for it. Yeah. But I, we love that you know that souls are on the line mm-hmm. and you will get jewels in heaven. Mm-hmm. We can't give them those jewels, but God's going to do it. But we will say thank you, okay? Yes. So now to help these dream team leaders recruit, because, you, you know, your husband was also on the podcast. He's an excellent recruiter. You're an excellent recruiter. You, you both are giving great tips on how we can grow our teams. Um, so what could we encourage our dream team leaders in order to go ask people? Because here's the thing. We've got dream team leaders. You don't have to be an extrovert. Yeah. You don't have to be the life of the party. Sure. You've got very, very shy people leading mm-hmm. teams. That just shows you God uses everybody. Yes. We don't have to be a specific person to make a difference, right? Right. So for the person who's terrified of walking up to someone on Sunday, they don't even know. Okay. Meeting them. Okay. Saying, will you join my dream team? What are some practical things that we can, what can they do today? Do they have to do that? Is there something else they they can do? Okay. So there's a couple of things that I would do because I am that person. I'm actually introverted. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a task oriented person. I'm all about the check, 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 check. Oh, hi. I I, I forgot to talk to you. (laughs) It was about you. That's right. Oh, oh. so um, (laughs) that's kind of me. And I, I I have this feeling inside too, when I go and talk to people that it's like, they don't really want to talk to me. I'm just bothering them. It's Mm. natural. I don't know why it's like that, but that happens to me all the time. So what I kind of had to do is trick myself Mm. and say, the task today is to talk to the people. That's so, good. So like, I tricked myself. So that that's one of the things that I do. But I also go into it thinking like maybe that person is afraid nobody's going to talk to them too. Mm. Maybe they want to be asked, but yeah. no one has done it. So I'm just going to go with the assumption that maybe they want somebody to talk to them. Maybe they want a personal invitation. That's so good. I'm going to go strike up a conversation, talk to this person. Hey, how'd you hear about the church? How long you been been here like tell yeah. me a little bit about yourself you know and, yeah. and from then on you know you, you develop that relationship over time sometimes sometimes it's an instant hey you know what you'd be really good at this yeah you got to kind of feel like does this person want to be needed does this person like how should I ask this That's person good. you can kind of feel it out when you're talking to someone yeah um, kind of the where they're at on the commitment scale like definitely they, they definitely need a few more Sundays before you're even definitely. asking them to join a team they don't even know if this is the, their church they want to keep going to. right right That's right, good. right right um and something else that I've also done because it, it is hard for me to have those conversations sometimes with people so okay. I realized a while ago that I have strengths and I have weaknesses, mm-hmm. and God did that on purpose. Yes. Um, that is so that I'm not doing everything. Yes. So I look at my team members, I look at the people around me, and I think, who's really good at having conversations? Mm. Who really can go talk to anybody about anything? Like, yeah. who is good at that? Who loves calling people on the phone? Because yeah. 
I have a phobia of calling people on the phone. I, I probably no, need to go to counseling for it. I'm not sure no, you're, no, it's what serious. it is. You're not alone. It terrifies me. Even if I call somebody that I know, you know, it's like, yeah. I need to call this person to pray for them, but I don't know. They're going to say this, and they're going to ask this, and I'm not going to know what to say. And, and I get overwhelmed by that. But then there are people on my team that are like, you know what? I just love talking to people. I I would love to come and just call people and ask them questions and see how they're doing and tell them stuff. This I'm is like, truth, man. This is truth. Can, can you do that for me then? Like, I feel like God gave me weaknesses for a reason. That's it's good. So that I can use the other people around me to do that so that they can meet that need. I'm going to go do stuff that I'm good at. Yeah. And God gave you those gifts so that you can do that. That's how That's the body awesome. of Christ works. I love that. I love that. Have you seen the TikTok where it's like, it says when an introvert introvert is about to make a phone call and they're like, please don't pick up. Please don't pick up. Pastor Jeremiah oh, said hi. that to me. Oh, yes, did he really? Yes. <laughs> I was like, it's I was like Deidre. You know, I was like, you're not alone. Like I, I loved that TikTok because it, it made me realize like the, the, things that you have, you're, you're going through your head and the, even your physical, you know, uh, things that are happening. But it, I thought that was hilarious and, and accurate, you know, but that's true. I mean, God, the, the gifts are in the house. I read a great book. I think it was empowering leadership or I can't remember which one it was. Forgive me. But he says the gifts are already in the house. Yeah. God's like, I've given you gifts that you can't even measure through the people. We as the leaders have to have the discernment, the eyes. If you just look with your physical eyes, you're going to almost immediately see, this person's great at this. This person's not good at this. You know, like we know where to position. God's pouring out strategy for us as leaders. We are just, we've, uh, I'll confess it for us, is we, we're lazy sometimes. Yeah. We just want, like, God, can you just drop this event all packaged Easy. together? Yeah, can you just for once, you know, can you just provide the leaders? And, and even we pray for the, the God of the harvest to give us workers so that we can accomplish a task of harvesting souls. He's like, but you're not even doing anything with the ones I gave you. Yeah, you're not stewarding them. You're not stewarding them. Yeah. You're asking for a handout right now, Bianca. No. We'll do the work. That's the only way. Ten, they slip through your fingers, and now you got to start Come all over on, again. Somebody. It happens a lot. It happens it's a, a lot. Learning process. It's a learning process. But if we're quick to take responsibility for where we're being weak, and 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 look at the scoreboard, and not pretend like it's zero to zero, and just like we've got it, we've got to do something. We've got to do the work. And so I love that. I love that personal reaching out to someone, asking them questions. You said this, and we'll close right after this, but. You said something a couple of weeks ago. I think it was at our prayer thing, but you said, you know, God told you these are the people I've already given you. It was people that were lost. And one thing that she does for our staff meetings is, is teacher brings, um, you know, people, how many people are getting saved or when God moves in their life and just some testimonies. And it's really, it reminds us, this is why we do what we do. Yeah. Don't forget, life is changing because you don't always see it. And yeah. people don't always tell you that their lives are being changed. So when you hear that, it's like, okay, all right, we are making a difference. Right. Don't don't throw yourself a pity party just yet. So, but you said, and that was so good, you know, is, is just steward the people I gave you. Mm -hmm. And so I want to say that to our dream team leaders as well. God has given you some relationships in the church right yes. now. Friendships. Mm -hmm. They may not be on a dream team. Have you asked those people first? Ask yeah. those people first. You don't even have to do the Sunday thing yet. God will give you the courage to do that, you know. He'll, he'll help you do that on Sunday. But even before that, just your friends in the church, have you asked them to join your dream team? It's true. Your they friends want to help you. Your friends want to help you. They, they sure do. I just had one of the people in my small group, she's like, Bianca, I know you're a pastor as well. Like, if you ever, like, if it's too much and you just need me to, to make you 
some mac and cheese because you can't, you don't have time to cook for your, your dinner. I, mm-hmm. your dinner for your family. Like I'll do it. I'll drop every, I was like, I received that Lord. I was like, I'm so glad you put that on the table because I will take you up on that. I was like, what, what but I don't have, cheese? it's Andrea's famous mac and cheese. Oh, okay. Yes. You've had it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you have not yet. Okay. That's one day. Plug. One day. We're speaking that we're prophesying. Watch, watch. You're going to have mac and cheese tomorrow. Okay. So I, I was blown away. I was so blessed by that offer as a friend. But then I was like, she has the gift for that. Mm-hmm. Nothing stresses me out more than, someone, than me having to drop everything I have to do, see if I have the groceries, I have the stuff, make a meal, deliver that meal. I was like, like when I'm part of meal trains, I love being a part of meal trains, don't get me wrong. I love it because I love people. And I will do the things that I don't love doing for the people. Not that I don't love cooking. I love cooking, but, well, sort of, sometimes. Nothing stresses me out more than thinking, I have to do this last minute, like unplanned. Sure. And she was just like, if you, if you need this spontaneously, just call me. I'll do it for you. I was like, like that's a different type of gift. Yeah. And I'm like, I hope, and I told her, I said that you have a gift. So anyway, mm-hmm. I could ramble on and on about mac and cheese. We're going to get you some famous mac and cheese because it will change your life. So anyway, thank you so much for being on this episode. I have learned so much and you've encouraged my heart as well as I know everybody's listening or watching so thank you so much for imparting your humble wisdom with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Good, yeah. good. We have a lots of fun off camera. We j- like to joke. But thank you for watching or listening to us today. We're always so grateful for everyone who is a part of this and developing in the lab with us. Like you said, it's just a learning process, and we're all in this together. And so we're going to continue to grow, and we're going to continue to reach more people. And we would love for you to share this, maybe share this with other people on your team or maybe some friends and family that could benefit from watching. Like and subscribe. And, um, hey, maybe a comment today. Uh, tell us who, who makes your fi- your favorite mac and cheese. We'll just go off of that, okay? Who makes your favorite mac and cheese? Because I I love mac and cheese, and I I would like to know that piece of information. So anyway, thank you again for being a part of the Leadership Lab podcast, and we hope to catch you in our next episode. Have a great day.